Doesn't Mother Nature know that the Commanders won yesterday? Get these clouds out of here. Washington winning is the sunshine amidst a cloudy day. In fact, after the game, hell, it rained for a good six to eight hours last night. It's like, where did that come from? Yes, but it did. Washington picks up the W, though, You know my how friend. I know? How did you know, Chris? Uh, well, because I did my podcast from the visitor's radio booth, which is open air, mm-hmm. and because they were covering the field at about mm, roughly 5.30 after mowing it. Uh, and putting the tarp on it, and I could see the rain coming down from the from the heavens, from the football gods. And then I walked out of FedEx Field with the great John Kime mm. and got my dress shirt soaked and my bag wet. And then I had to drive on the Capitol Beltway uh, from uh, from FedEx Field. Uh, all the way deep into Virginia. In what time do you guys get out? What time did you guys walk uh, out there? Well, you because you and Kime are two of the guys that yeah. have the, a lot of work to do after the game. Yeah, because the game was longer than normal, yes. and because the podcast. The Dallas not, game, Chris. I swear to God, the Dallas game was over at three forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three forty. I think the Tampa Bay Carolina game was over even yes. before that. Yes, and like three thirty. This I thing, say. this thing, still had like eight minutes to go yeah. in the oh, fourth it's quarter. Like four twenty, somewhere yeah, was, in that range, maybe was... uh, right around four twenty. Because the first half didn't end until two forty-seven. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible because there was weird timeout usage. There was the LaFleur challenge on that mm-hmm. second play of the game, uh, you know, which was successful ultimately, but still. Uh, we talked about that with Jay. Uh, there was, um, uh, there was like, uh, there, there was like, um, oh, uh, the, the fumble, the fumble in which Heineke lost the ball and they returned it. But there is the penalty that took a while to sort out. And then there was another one right before the Antonio Gibson touchdown, I think, on a Brian Robinson run for 24 yards, where as he was going down, and it turned out as he was on the ground, the ball popped loose. That took like seven or eight minutes for them to decide. It was one of the crazy-ass first halves that you're ever, ever, ever going to see. It was ugly. But it was crazy. It was ugly. Uh, the bottom line is, is you know, uh, it's okay if it takes a little bit longer. Most importantly, you don't want it to take a lot longer and then to lose a game like that, right? And they could have lost. They could have lost a couple of times over. But this is – I'll just say this, Pete. The, look, they're far from a good team. They are far from a good team. But – this is how you win games in this league now when you are not a juggernaut, i.e. Buffalo, Kansas City, and maybe Philadelphia. This is how you win games. Mm-hmm. Again, the, the notion, and I have to remind myself of this too, the notion that you are going to play a good 60 minutes, a great 60 minutes, it is so rare. It is so rare. You almost have to look at it as this. Hey, if I play a really good 45 minutes, that allows me to bleep up a little bit in those other 15 minutes. Just it, it, playing 60 minutes of great football right now is damn near impossible yeah. for almost every yeah. team. Yeah. Not name the Eagles. Yeah. Or, you know? or or Buffalo and and not Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City has had their moments too. Where Underrated contributor for the Chiefs, by the way, Juju Smith-Schuster oh, yeah. has been oh, yeah. a very nice acquisition. Oh, yeah. 
for them. I mean, so, did you see? Did, did, I mean, they they benched Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who's dropped a couple of huge fourth down passes yeah. for uh, Isaiah Pacheco, who we saw in the preseason. And you mentioned Juju and Nicole Hardman had two rushing touchdowns yesterday, and they went into San Francisco, who had. I think Trent played yesterday. I saw that he was coming back. I didn't see the game. Uh, but, but you know, like they got, got 28 23 and, or whatever it was, 27 yeah. 23. And then just blow the doors off. Uh, the Chiefs is in yeah. a, like a four minute period. Bang, game yeah. over. So yeah. let's get to the phones 312 380 Where has this Washington team made the most improvement? And quite frankly, I got a great question for tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, developing. And we'll talk about it a little more tomorrow. But. With Brady and Rodgers struggling as badly as they are, Stafford's club not being great. Mm-hmm. You had to win a game in the NFC right now with one of their quarter with one of the Ooh. quarterbacks in the NFC. Which one would you take? Ooh. That is that's good. a that's an interesting question that's with the guys hel- that are playing question. quarterback around the NFC. That's a healthy question right now. I like that. Let's go to line one. Tony's in College Park. What's up, Tony? Hello, it's Charlie, not Tony. Oh, oh what's Charlie. Up? Good, Charlie. What's going on, Charlie? Uh, good morning, guys. Defense. Um, defense is playing measurably better the last two or three games. Um, a lot of pressure. The linebacker play, as you said, Pete. Um, I played linebacker at a high level, and I tell you what, you have to play out of your mind. You got, yeah, you, you can't think about what you're doing. It's that's the best linebacker play where you can react to the ball. You don't think about what defense you're in or your coverage. I mean, you got to think about coverage. But the thing is, you can react to a ball carrier or react to a pass receiver coming out. That's the way to play linebacker, and that's the way. Um, you know, the two linebackers are playing right now. And the pass rush has been a lot better. I can't wait until um, Chase comes back. Um, and sitting down William Jackson. They had to do it. He'll be gone. If I had my way, I'd be sitting down Kendall Fuller. Defense. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Charlie. And, look, the problem is, you know, with Wild Goose out there and already playing St. Juice for Jackson, you know, that you're thin at that position as it is now in terms of quality. So... It's almost, you know, unless you, you know, uh, unless you promoted Tariq Castro Fields up or somebody like that from the practice squad. Well, he got hurt, so he, he got, wasn't right. even active. So you'd have to, I mean, you'd almost have to acquire somebody at this point. Like, if mm-hmm. you sent Jackson out via trade, you know, if you got a corner back, maybe you could do something like that. But, you know, again, it's it, teams are just doing a really good job right now. You know, Tanyan... Green Bay did a great job fourth quarter getting Tanyan on Fuller. Uh, now, I don't know if that's something that if there's an adjustment Jack can make in that situation. So, you know, Fuller's not playing, you know, a big tight end, physical tight end uh, in, in that position or what. But that's something that they got to look at down the road. It's a great job by Green Bay to get that isolated matchup of the way they did there. Let's go to Jeff in Vienna. What's up, Jeff? Hey, happy victory Monday to the Commanders crew, definitely. Well, and to, and to the Bengals, too. I mean, Joe Burrow, my fantasy team, appreciated that. Now, store, of course, I still got my clock clean by 45 points, uh, but Joe Burrow was uh, good for me. So, happy victory Monday to you as well. Yeah, he'll never admit it, but that appendix set him back a little bit longer than he thought. And uh, Bengals' defense has not given up a second-half touchdown yeah, for a seven-straight game. So, it's... It, it it the D is playing lights out right now, but um, so how many Commanders fans thought once that ball got over the fifty on the lateral play that it was going in? Uh, I don't know about fans, but I can tell you in the press box, I wasn't worried 
at first when I saw how short they went because of how much they had to make do to make that happen. But I did start to get a little worried there as that play started going <laughs> on and on and on and on. Now I knew, you know, obviously the game was going to be over if they could make the stop. But with this, with this organization, you should never, ever, ever take anything for granted or for certain. And sorry, I don't know the schedule. Who do they have this week? Indianapolis. At Indianapolis, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, just keep playing. You know, you guys were talking about 45 minutes, 60 minutes playing, you know, some part of the game. To me, it seems in this league nowadays, you've got to get the lead, stay ahead, and play with the lead. That, that's how you really move the ball up and down the field and start punishing other teams. It, it's almost impossible to play from behind in this. Game. Well, and not only that, but but Jeff, you know, here's the thing for Washington. Okay, they don't have Burrow, but they do have their own poor man's version of Chase, Higgins, Boyd with those receivers. And yesterday they were one for four in the red zone. If they're even three for four in the red zone, they're not even sweating this game at the end. So you, teams that get it done in the red zone usually win a predominantly more amount of games than everybody else. So, I mean, that that's the one thing offensively that the Scott Turner and the offensive staff have to be looking at today. What can we do in the red zone to better execute here? A, so we're not as dependent on Joey Sly, and B, so we can get seven instead of three or seven instead of zero uh, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not hitting the panic button on Sly yet. But I need more consistency out of the kicker at this point. So, Yeah, I mean, you can always improve the scheme. There's no doubt. And the, the Bengals aren't great in the low red zone. The Bengals are terrible in the low red zone, actually. But I think, you know, as long as the coaches and the, you know, the, now you got Heineke watching film for another week. And, you know, if the coaches are dedicated to constant improvement, and the players are buying into that. I mean, did anybody think they were going to be three and four at this stretch of the season? I mean, look, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Appreciate the call as always, Jeff. I mean, I thought they would. Have, I think a lot of people. I, I think they would have beaten Detroit. I, hell, I'd take them at four and three. And if they could right. execute on the final drive, I mean, think about that. Their roster's better than Detroit. And if they execute on the final drive at Tennessee, they're they're five and two. Well, also think about this: Detroit's fallen apart like a cheap suit. Since then, it could be five and two, and and then how would you look at the NFC East? Three and four, three and four to to everyone that pays attention to the rest of the league is not absurd or not unthought of. No, but three and four at the beginning of the season. Chris, let me teach you about value numerically. Three and four, not as good as five and two. Five and two, greater than three and four. But nobody said that. What I'm saying is before the season, if you would have said three and four, commanders, three and four, knowing Ron Rivera's history of being a slow team starter, knowing this team's history, knowing how everybody overrates the schedule, Mm -hmm. everybody overrates the schedule, and there was nobody that should have thought for sure that they would start off two and oh, Jacksonville, Detroit, nobody. You could have thought it. Nobody could have should have planned it or thought for sure. If I said to you three and four with Philly, Dallas, Tennessee, Thursday night at Chicago, um, who did they just play yesterday? Green Bay. If I told you three and four, that's not absurd at the beginning of the season. That 
I mean, that's not unrealistic. That 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 was my point. Is but they're better. I mean, their roster's better than three and four. They should be five uh, and two. Of course, if, based on the way games listen, have played out. If their out. quarterback was better, yes. If they're if they didn't allow so many big plays in the first six games, yes. Um, if they didn't have one costly turnover, one of many, but one, they'd be four and three as opposed to three and four. Three and one, two, three, oh, zero, nine, eighty. We stay with the phones. Let's go to line three. Trey's in Clinton. What's up, Trey? Hey, what's going on, guys? I, hey, wanna, I got three quick. I got three quick points about it. I'm gonna try to be quick about Shoot. it. So, growing up, my favorite dance was the electric slide. Right. So, I I love that song. They're, they're, I, I I love watching love I love watching people at weddings and and fun events do that because I can't do that. So I like watching it and I it's like the, the song. Easiest dance in the world. You I know, but hey, listen, because I'm a rhinoceros. You what to do? I'm a rhinoceros. Trish, tell him there's always so many people on the dance floor that all you have to do. Follow the person in front of you. Just do what they do. She's getting it in. Trey, there's a lot of there's a lot of moves there that you've got to do and coordinate. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, and I'm and well, I can't say what I'm also doing. Probably. Well, let me get to my point. So I bring that up. So you know, my favorite part, my favorite part in the song, you know. Is a uh, uh, is an instruction. You know, we got our kicker. Jerry slide. I'm gonna change his name to Jerry Slide. No, slide to the left. <laughs> I need to get him. Out of there. Okay. Joey Slide. Slide to the left. Yeah. Okay. Joey Slide. I'm 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 over Joey Slide already. Where's Deion Sanders? Where you need him? Cut him. Okay. Cut the man. Two. Carson Wentz will never be a starting quarterback in the NFL ever again. On paper, he is better than Taylor Heineke. Okay. On paper. You can't put you can't put Taylor Heineke out there before Carson Wentz, but it is clear Taylor Heineke was throwing balls high all night, just like he does every year. Them boys was going to catch that ball for Taylor Heineke. Did you see the way Jonathan Allen was looking at what Montez Sweater, whoever was looking at Taylor Heineke in the locker room? He looked at him like his ex girlfriend that he lost. Okay, they love Taylor Heineke. They need to keep him. And shout out to the defense; they've been holding it down all year. They, um, you know, less penalties. Reason that we are that we have been winning the last couple of weeks. Thanks, Trey. Thank right, you. Trey, appreciate call. you, man. Let's go to line four. Roberto, what's up, Roberto? Roberto. <laughs> man, let me tell you, Chase Young still loves himself some big time, big time. Taylor Heineke. He was Chase Young. I, I don't. I don't know who he. I don't know who he talked to, but he said something that made me go, "Oh, oh, really?" I was very clear in favor of Heineke and anti Wentz. Ah, uh, Chris, fifty-two other players love that man. Yeah. I hear you. They will go to a wall for that man. I hear you. I don't know what you, I don't know what 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 Ron and them and and and, and freaking Frack was thinking. We had everything we needed. He said it himself last year. We have everything we need in this locker room. So why go get custom? Uh, my my mind is not right. Wentz, why? And and you know the ironic thing, Roberto. Roberto, the thing is. Uh-huh. The the team knows that Heineke will run through the wall for them. Also, that's there the you thing. go. 
And that's what that's who you take it to the trenches. That's who you take it to go to war with. The NFL is a war, right? That's who you wanted there. Come on. Handy mm. game. <laughs> we got him. It's okay. We're good. We're good. It's, it's a victory Monday. All the other shenanigans, we talk about it tomorrow. Love you guys. Exactly. Appreciate you, man. I like when Roberto gets excited because his voice cracks and goes all over the place like We'll mine. have to get Matt to get him a Heineken, Heineken. membership card. Yes. Uh, well, we, we probably got to break out that drop again, right? We didn't do that. You you know I'm a big drop guy, right? So like the the Chase Young, you, and a key. You like show production, we know that. Three oh one, two three oh zero nine eighty. That's how you get. What do you to think us. they want to hear me rant and rave, or do you know. think they want to hear Dan Snyder wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving? I sure as hell would love to see you do the electric slide with the. Uh, maybe I get poet down the hallway to teach you the electric slide. I think I did the electric slide at Anthony Armstrong's wedding. There you go. In front of Darrell Young, Lorenzo Alexander, Mike McDaniel, uh, and a couple of other teammates. I can't remember. Kedrick Golston, I think, was there, and somebody else. Uh, I think I did the electric sl- I think that was the last time I did the electric slide. By the way, I love the Dolphins uniforms last night. Those were wonderful from their undefeated season. Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins picking up a win, hanging on for dear life against the Steelers. Mm. Last night, 301-230-0980. More of your calls next. Where is this team making the biggest improvements right now? Winners of two in a row looking for three headed to Indianapolis. Coming up next week against the Colts, it's Russell and Medhurst till noon. Doc in Burgundy and Gold today standing by right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Boogie, boogie, boogie. <laughs> This is a great song when you're three sheets to the wind at any wedding and you don't have to drive. Oh, yeah, baby. Let's rip it up. That's the only chance that you're going to get to see the rooster out on the dance floor is when he's had plenty of cocktails and he doesn't have to drive. Always follow the movement of the person in front of you. That's the secret. Just don't sing it, Chris. Don't sing it. It's okay. You just got to dance. You don't have to sing. Okay. I'll teach you the electric slide. 301 230 still a great groove, though. A- I mean, if you think about it, it's the ultimate wedding song, right? But it's still just such... I mean, all these years later, think about that. All these years later, with everything that they've done with music and instruments and digital this and digital that, that song still kicks ass, I think. Yep. Every DJ has it in their arsenal at a wedding or a party. 301-230-0980. Where's this Washington team made the most improvement? Two in a row. Looking for three against Indianapolis this week. We go to line one. Chris is in Hyattsville. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. Uh, happy to make a guest appearance on the show today. Um, we appreciate you to... taking time well, out from your Grant and Danny fandom yeah. to call this program. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, are you going to complain that we're not talking about the Nationals today? Um, nah, I'm going to give you a pass on okay. that. I, right. I did, I, I did, I just did tweet uh, Pete some uh, some supporting material for this call for this oh. interview that I'm doing right now oh, for this uh, interview. So, <laughs> by the way, I'm not just Chris from Hyattsville. I'm now Stats Chris. Oh. I don't know if I told you this, no. uh, Russell, but I'm I'm I'm, st- I'm studying data science, so oh. I'm uh, now going to be able to give you all the detailed information about ground beef prices oh. at a very detailed, granular level. Um, so, but anyway, uh, 
this is something that I notice, and that I often like to troll Grant uh, whenever Washington runs on first down and uh, gains positive yardage because I know he hates that. Yes, um, Grant Grant like hates a lot of things sister, that make sense. Right. So this is the key thing about yesterday. Uh, look, obviously, in my opinion, Heineke is the he's the straw that stirs the drink. Mm-hmm. It, it may not always show up in the stat sheets, uh, and he doesn't have the rocket laser arm. But there's a couple of things here. One. Carson Wentz's cannon of an arm is too tantalizing for Scott Turner to just simply run the football. He thinks that he's got, he's got a Corvette, he's got a Ferrari in the garage, he, he's got to take it out. But the Ferrari is not what goes and gets you to work on time, gets the groceries. You need a dependable, reliable vehicle. And, you know, Taylor Heineke might be the Toyota Camry or the Ford Taurus of this team, but he's the one that's going to get them uh, to the playoffs. Now, the, the point I want to make is through the first six uh, seasons for the games, they had been horrendous on first and second down with an average of third and eight to go. Mm-hmm. Yesterday uh, was their best day in terms of getting into short yards, third downs, when they had about 5.1 yards to go on third and five. Right. And why is that? Because they committed to and stick and stuck with the run and the short passing game. I don't know why they were so quickly to get off the run in so many of these earlier games when Antonio Gibson had been getting chunk yardage many times. Yes, Robinson is back now, but Gibson had been doing well. You know, but, you know, but if you look between the numbers, I just don't understand why they get so enamored with the pass to the point where they completely forget the well, offensive I, I, line is not but, that but good. Chris, the pass Chris, block. let me let me let me jump in. I understand why because all of these coordinators are drunk with the whole notion of got to get big plays, got to get chunk yardage, points come from the passing game. They never, ever, ever want to face the reality that points don't come from an inconsistent or bad passing game, which is the obvious. Exactly. And on top of that, they don't want to get into this notion that, hey, I might have to go 10 or 12 plays as opposed to two or three plays. And it again, it, it's fantasy land. I understand you, you. the more plays you run, the more risk that you have to making mistakes. Got it. The more plays you run and the more patient you are, the more you do what you did yesterday, which is control the clock for 37 minutes and wear a defense out and keep Aaron Rodgers, even as anemic and pedestrian as their offense is, you keep him on the sidelines. Well, not only that, but it, to, to, this is my point, right? Everyone's been saying all along that the line has been bad, and I think actually, yes, they, they're not a great line in terms of the pedigree and the talent that they currently have, but Wentz was making them worse. And even more importantly than that, their desire to constantly pass the ball where you get either no completion or a sack puts you in second and long, second and ten. And because of the limitations of Heineke's arm, they have to run a more balanced offense. And it was successful. Green Bay's defense is good. Their pass defense is one of the best in the league. It wasn't like they played a chump yesterday. Yes, offensively, Green Bay was bad, and they have been. So it was a more winnable game. But the defense that they played was not, you know, uh, the Texans or Detroit. That was a legitimate NFL defense, and they dominated the game. Chris, appreciate the call. And, and look, I mean, I think two things here. The, the impressive thing is, because you were running for 166 in the contest, it gave Scott Turner the confidence to allow Heineke to throw balls at Alexander. I mean, that touchdown pass is Alexander on Terry McLaurin, 
who is basically on Terry's left hip. and Off of a little play action. And, and, and Heineke threw it over the right shoulder, mm-hmm. which is where that throw has to be. But Green Bay, you know, safeties, linebackers, had to acknowledge the usage of Gibson and Robinson yesterday. And I'll be honest with you. I don't mind this offensive line configuration the way they have it right now. I really don't. Lucas, Charles, Larson certainly has been an improvement at center over Nick Martin. And Norwell and Leno on the left side have been better here the last two weeks. So I think in this particular configuration, it's not really that bad. And we're starting to see better results uh, as as a result of it. So uh, I mean, Sam Cosme was active yesterday. I'm not in any rush. Cornelius to see- Lucas played, though. I, I, right, right. I'm not in any rush to see Sam Cosme back at right tackle, to your point. Is he a trade candidate? No. No, because, I mean, Sadiq Charles has played better in pass pro the last couple of games. Is Sadiq your left guard next year? Because Norrell only got a one-year deal, right? Is Sadiq your left guard and Cosme your right guard guard next year? Yeah, possibly. See, I'd like that. I mean, Cornelius Lucas only came back on a one-year Yeah, but we can get get Corny back. I can't remember when we had him on. Let's offer offer Corny more. Let's offer him another one-year deal right Mm. now, two-year deal. Instead of being horny for Zorny, he can be horny for Corny. Well, if he's going to be a better right tackle, I'm I'm, I'm in. Boom, boom. I'm in. Let's go to line two. JT's in Springfield. What's up, JT? Hey, the last guy kind of stole my thunder. I wanted to make two statements real quick. Um, the Basically, the offensive line didn't play at all. The starters didn't play at all in the preseason. Um, I think they're just finally getting their legs on them. Heineke being in there, helping them you know, move and thread the pocket, getting first downs, therefore getting the defense to you know get fresh and get their you know legs together. I think that's been a big, big role, but also, I wanted to make a point. Um, it's kind of like breaking news for you guys. Um, the song Electric Slide, and you can Google this. The song Electric Slide is actually about a vibrator. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that kind of ruined a lot of people. Oh. That ruined a lot of people. But this, if you look up the lyrics and you look up the words, the song is about a vibrator. And I'll let you check that out. Well, I mean, I guess we have uh, Pete. You want to thank you. Uh, Shocking. You, you want to get on that it's research electric. project? Um, if Matt was our producer today, we'd put Matt on that. Yeah. Oh, think about that. I heard we're going to have JT the Vic one day next week, oh. one day later this week, Matt. I mean, if there's later, any, we'll if, get JT the Vic on that. If there's anybody that knows anything. We'll, we'll have JT, uh, JT the Vic do a book report on, <laughs> on the electric slide. <laughs> hold up, hold up. According to Snopes, Snoops, that is false. It is not written what, about wait, a vibrator. Wait, what is Snoops? That's like the website that facts checks oh. weird random myths or things things like this. Okay. Of this kind of topic. So it is fa- that is a false allegation, they false rumor? They say it is false. It is not written about a female enjoyment toy. <laughs> I mean, I guess it doesn't just have to be a female enjoyment toy. There, I mean, sorry, sorry. What, 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 what are you saying about yourself, I'm, I'm Russell? Just, I'm not saying anything about saying? myself. I'm just saying it's it's not uh. me. It's not exclusive. 
Oh, I mean, we should my just, you know. To anybody offended for uh, no, no, I'm not saying you offended anybody. I'm just pointing out Russell, a fact. Russell just opened up a new book uh, here. No, 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 no. I'm just pointing out a fact oh. that it, it's it's not it's not exclusively it, equal equal opportunity. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. We live in a very mutually equal society here, and he and hers and. Sorry. You know, she's and him's and All whatever. my AA batteries are going to TV remotes, buddy. <laughs> That's where my AA batteries are going to. 301-230-0980. Chris is in Maryland on line one. What's up, Chris? This show has degenerated into something, man. Hey, yeah, you don't. You will go nuts if you try to analyze musical lyrics because music is half-whack anyway and coming from all kinds of places and double entendres and whatnot. But anyway, go running game. Do you, uh, you all remember Eric Coriel, early 80s? Of course. With the Chargers and, sure. and West Chandler and John Devers and Ken Winslow and Joyner and Chuck Monsey and James Brooks. Okay. They were, they were my other team, only other place I lived. They would score too fast, it was said. They, they had no defense. They weren't guys, or apparently no defense. But I'm telling you, they for every game was like 40, 35. Like the worst defense ever, and there is something to that. You rushed. I mean, they they'd score in three plays, four plays sometimes that through those first parts, and um, in I don't know if there's any truth in it, but it was just crazy how they couldn't stop anyone, but nobody could stop them, and it just got me to thinking. And there is benefit. Running game also benefits the defense, holding on to the ball, controlling the clock. So I'm there's something to be said for that. Having a good stout running game. And speaking of that team, do you all remember? Wait, it was the Chargers. That particular Charger team had to play the 49ers. Or, I'm sorry, the Bengals. It was the year the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Do we know what year that was? Uh, 1981, because the temperature that day in Cincinnati was like minus 95. Exactly. It broke my heart so bad. Here they come. Got to play Cincinnati. Oh, my gosh. It's 39 below. They never – that was the end. That was the closest they ever got because poor old San Diego hasn't won anything in any sport. And, um, yeah, that one disappointed me. Oh, and then one last question about rules. What is the rules on – why didn't anybody light up Aaron Rodgers on the last play of the game? He's like the queen on the chessboard. He could get that ball and throw it from one side to the other. But furthermore – if, you know, there's an opportunity there. Are the rules like the same with a kicker on a kickoff or a punter after a punt? Can you once they're downfield or once he's a runner, eight? once he's a runner, he's yeah, free game and out of the pocket. Right. Yeah, once he's a runner, he's free. I game. think they were just the afraid. Line, he was down. He I was think down they, there getting the ball thrown it across and all. You know, just yeah. Right, but I think they were. I think they were afraid to overcommit to anything and to and to just blowing penalty. anybody up for the. Penalty. Well, well, penalty number one, good point. Extending, you know, because even though the clock was expired, a, a defensive penalty expends, right, right. extends the game. But also, also you overcommit, and it's like a pickle play in baseball. You overcommit oh. to one part yeah, of it, but, and yeah, then you but get. I'm talking about the fat guys. I'm talking about the fat guys. Right. They're not doing anything. They look like five year old kids playing yeah. soccer, chasing the ball around. They should just hang around the quarterback yeah. and get their, their shot and opportunity. Yeah. As long as it's within the rules, but. I mean, right? Is there fair game once they're downfield like that in the mix like that, like a kicker and a punter? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I believe mean, so. Chris, they're, they're free Thanks, game Chris. at that point. You just can't hit them dirty. That's all. Yeah, can't right. And, and that's the and that's the thing you probably have. 
Plus, you know, in addition to a defensive penalty extending the game, right, even with no time left on the clock, again, you also have to be careful of overcommitting because if you if you send a swarm of guys to try and end it, to try and, you know, whatever, and they beat you out of that, then, oh, my God, you could open up Pandora's box elsewhere, right? And somebody could, you know, get rid of the football, uh, have one of their teammates pick it up off the ground or in, in the air and then just rumble and stumble and bumble all the way to the end zone. Let's get one more in here. Boogie from Brandywine gets the last word today. What's up, Boogie? I'm the Boogeyman. What's up, Boogie? Hey, uh, quick question. Um, I, I, I listen to you all a lot. But my one thing that's, that's kind of puzzling, we know how to keep shortcomings. Everybody has pointed that out. Right. But we also know it's intangibles, okay? Why is it that the good outweighs the bad in my eyes? You understand? So why can't we, or Scott Turner, for that matter, devise an offensive plan that works around all his intangibles, all the good, and not worry about the negative. So if you got the, the, the uh, play action after you establish your run game, now it opens it up where Heineken can make some of those throws down the field. Mm-hmm. A lot of coaches adapt to their quarterbacks. You know, Andy Reid went from Smith to Mahomes. Hell, Shanahan devised the whole offense for RG3. So why is it so hard? I mean, I think people are, or coaches or whatever are making this harder than what it has to be. Stop pointing out his negatives. Take his positives and run with that. Thanks, fellas. Have right. a good day. Boogie, appreciate the call. I And I, I agree with you, and I think we saw a little bit of that Particularly when they were, you look at how successful they were in the second half. You saw Heineke on the move a lot more, play action, rolling out uh, into the open field. And I think you saw Scott making some adaptations there as a result of that. And now that he knows he's going to be his quarterback for minimum four weeks, you know, Scott and Ken Zampezi can get in the lab now and kind of take what they saw yesterday that Heineke was good at and what they did positively offensively. And even if you have to condense it down to that type of stuff right now, I would do that because the running game was successful. The second half, Heineke really thrived, made big throws in clutch situations to the right people. And those are the things necessary. Are you reading things right defensively? Are you throwing to the right people at the right time? And that worked out for them at key times in the fourth quarter of that game. That's why they were eventually able to close it out and beat the Packers. Fantastic point there. And let's see if Scott and Ken Zampezi can make those adjustments here to condense it down for Taylor Heineke. Coming up, it's the Dumb Dumb of the Day. But first, Chris tells us what's trending. All right, we've been talking all morning long about a victory Monday. 23-21 defeat of the Green Bay Packers, who have now lost three in a row, dropped to three and four, tied record-wise with the surging, for now, Commanders, winners of two in a row, also at three and four, but obviously the head-to-head tiebreaker there. If you missed Jay Gruden's thoughts on Taylor Heineke, what turned it around for the Commanders, what the Green Bay Packers are looking at, and a rest of the spin around the NFL, make sure you hit the Odyssey Rewind to 10 o'clock touchdown at 10. Jay was great. And it's always 20 good minutes with the former Redskins head coach. Meanwhile, we have Monday night football tonight right here on the Team 980. It is the New England Patriots. Who will they have at quarterback against Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears? Pre-game coverage at 730 from Gillette Stadium 
in Foxborough. And congratulations to both Dusty Baker, the manager of the Houston Astros, reaching the World Series for a second consecutive year uh, with the Strohs as American League champions, the Astros' fourth trip to the World Series in the last six years. And congratulations to Bryce Harper with the go-ahead Oppo Bapo two-run home run to give the Phillies the margin that they needed to eliminate Juan Soto, Josh Bell, and the San Diego Padres and advance to the fall classic. And that's what's trending. No doubt Aaron Rodgers. He'd like to get on that midnight train to Georgia. Maybe he could go be the quarterback for the Falcons. Maybe on that train from Green Bay to Atlanta, he could stop and be the quarterback here. He'd love to throw to these weapons here in Washington. Either way. That's another great song. It is. On the midnight train, Georgia. You don't have to do the electric slide to that song, though. No. You don't have to move like that. No. Uh, did you see the, uh, real quickly, did, did, did you see the, uh, the, the meme or gif or whatever the hell they call it uh, that Paulie sent? Yes, <laughs> of you doing the electric slide. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the first that's the first funny thing Paulie has ever said or done. <laughs> I mean, that is literally the first uh, thing that Paulie has ever done to make me laugh. Three I mean, how great is that? 301-230-0980. Go check that out. At WrestleMania six two one, I haven't reposted Twitter. it yet, but Paul, I will. Paulie is at greed at greed thirty four, and he's got everything in like big capital letters, yeah, right? You can't miss like, it. Like you gotta look at me, 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 and I taking it from somebody who's all about me, right? And Barry Horowitz and myself uh, to death. But anyway, that was the funniest thing. Uh, real quickly before we go any further, I, I, I. I haven't asked, but I hope this is okay. Uh, just sending best thoughts uh, to our guy, Ross Rudder, uh, yes. dealing with a, a situation. I don't want to give any details because I don't know if he wants that out. But, Ross, we're thinking about you and your family and uh, hope everything uh, goes okay. Uh, you've been uh, awesome uh, to us and so loyal and supportive. Uh, and uh, and and know you had a good weekend uh, with all the autographs at the Chantilly Auto uh, Expo thing. A lot of big legends and whatnot were there. Uh, but uh, you know, just thinking about you and and hoping for the very best. So uh, keeping you in our thoughts. Time now for you know what, the dumb dumb of the day. It's time for dumb dumb of the day on Russell and Mentors. It's been a while. It's been a while. But once again, Dateline, the dumbest state in the land. Mm. Florida. That's right. Specifically, Tarpon Springs, Florida. A Largo, Florida woman was arrested on Monday afternoon. Uh, apparently last week. Um after she allegedly set some bushes or shrubs on fire. <laughs> now, the reason why this is interesting is not because she's just a dum-dum for doing that, but because she was buck-ass knocking yeah! while doing so. Uh, this is apparently on uh, US-19, which is a road that I've traveled many a times going uh, uh, to my mom's house in Lakanto, Florida. Uh, there was apparently a naked woman on the side of the road, and police identified her once they showed up as 40-year-old Melanie Ann Kior 
of Largo, Florida, who was found in the bushes on an intersection medium. And, uh, well, there's a joke that I could make, but I'd probably get fired. So I'll just leave it at that. Police said the responding officer smelled a burning odor. And while speaking with the woman, uh, they noticed smoke coming from some bushes 15 feet away. (laughs) While attempting to stop the burning... The defendant stated that she had started a bonfire. Why, Pete? Not because she was cold, because she was buck-ass naked. Nope, it's Florida after all. But because of a celebration. What celebration, you might ask? She was buck-naked. She was celebrating being buck-naked. She was celebrating being absolutely free. Except she wasn't free in the end. Because the fire wound up causing $50 worth of damage to two shrubs. She was booked into Pinellas County Jail down in Florida on a charge of criminal mischief. So because of that, you, fine young lady, Miss 40-year-old Melanie Ann Kior of Largo, Florida, you are special, you are special, you are special. Dum-dum of the day. Yes, you are. As the man just said. I just, I, I, I kept, I, 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 you're right. We had to just, there were certain obvious things you could have said there and just left it alone. I, yeah, probably when, I mean, this hour has generated a little bit into a weird spot. Let me ask a question. We've both been there. I'm going there in November. I got a game at Central Florida. What is it about going across the Florida border Mm -hmm. that makes people turn into absolute whack jobs? I think it's got to be the heat and the humidity and the bugs. It would drive the, the three reasons why I could never live in Florida long term. I did live there for a year when I was like 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, my whole family lives down there. I hate it down there. I can't stand it. I don't like to go there at all. Uh, but the heat, humidity, and bugs, three things that just destroy your mind and every fiber of your being. Mm. Uh, and, and there's plenty of good people that come from Florida, too. Yeah, okay, my whole family lives down there. Okay, so on the way know. out the door here, shout out to Reagan Orsler yesterday, who hit a ball. Most most softball fences in college and at the pro level for athletes unlimited are two hundred to two hundred twenty five feet. Young Reagan Orsler hit the ball two hundred and sixty feet. She mm. hit the bejeeber out of that softball yesterday. Uh, great tournament that uh, eventually uh, Northern Calvert Fury Seipolt won. Uh, it was great to get to the semifinals, the 14 open division with our young team as well. So uh, congratulations to all the teams that got to the finals. And I will be doing the PA tonight for the Anne Arundel County Championship Games at Field Hockey at Southern High with both the JV and the varsity Wait, teams. Pete's got another job. Look. And on Saturday, Scott Strassmeyer at Navy is just whoosh, whoosh, whoosh yes. as Pete's aching for a job at Wendy's because they pay same-day cash. Yes. Scott Strassmeyer if just puts you want a job, If you want a job, what better way if you want a job and they'll pay you the same day? It's just like my haiku that Brock put up for me. It's nice when they want to hire you to do stuff and then they pay you. That's what it's all about. Long live Brock, baby. They Long pay live you Brock. cash. Straight cash, homie. Burgundy and gold Pete, today. Pete's going to leave us and go be a burger chef at Wendy's so he can get 
paid they on the same day. They serve good breakfast food. They if do. they give me free breakfast food for my break, I'm in. They do. Doc and Jackson, speaking of big money, they're up next. Burgundy and gold today right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.